You're listening to A Playful Podcast, where I talk about everything from the wonders of messy play to stories from my wonderful but messy life. I'm Mariah, and I'm the creator of A Playful Purpose, Learning for Littles, and I'm so glad you found me. All right, let's get this party started. Welcome back to A Playful Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful May. You are almost to the end of the year. A month and a half to go. You can do this. I am all in on you. And today's episode, I'm hoping, is really going to inspire you to embrace ease for the rest of the year. And what I've been seeing pop up on Instagram lately is a new way of thinking, a new messaging that's being put out that I'm super into. And it's that it's okay to let our kids play. And I've been seeing it in Reels form mostly pop up where people are saying, you know, there's a clip of a kid playing and they're like, what should I do? Should I extend their thinking? Should I add a new prop? What should I do? And then the kind of flip is that you should do nothing. You should let them play. You should trust their own play. And I love this. And I've been having a lot of conversations about it as well following my Scholar's Choice webinar, which was all about keeping it simple with systems and routines. If you want the slides for that, I will put a link in the show notes. And the conversations are stemming from the fact that during the Q&A, I super casually mentioned that I don't plan. And it was right at the end, so I didn't really elaborate on it, but this is entirely true. I basically don't plan unless I'm being evaluated, because then of course you need to submit those lesson plans and everything that match with whatever you're being evaluated on. But on a normal day, on a normal year, I don't really plan. And to me, daybooks have always felt like a waste of time. Felt like I was filling something out literally for the sake of filling it out because I didn't refer to it, I didn't need it, and that's because our routine was so strong. And when you have a strong routine and you have that weekly rotation of workshops, which is my favorite way to teach, then it's kind of a waste of time and a waste of space to just write down Monday, writer's workshop from 9 until 9.20. Like, I know we're doing that. No one needs to seem that that's written down. It doesn't give me any additional information than what I already know on the schedule that's posted in our room. And that's one of the beauties of using that workshop-style teaching that helps bring you through that week with ease and bring you throughout the day with ease because you know every Monday you're doing writing, every Tuesday you're doing math, every Wednesday you're doing STEM. You don't need to be writing that down just for the sake of writing down when it's cyclical and reliable. And if you want to learn more about this, you should check out my workshop at Camp Kinder. But the point of today's topic, it's okay to do less. And we need to try and get rid of this guilt that we're feeling for doing less. This manifests in my teaching as well in terms of responsive planning and co-planning slash co-creating. And that's because I'll be swapping centers either in the moment because interest is waning or something else is emerging or more formally with the help of my students and co-creating during those play blocks and planning during those play blocks all contributes to not working outside of work hours, which is something that I really got reliant on toward the end of my time in kindergarten in Ontario. Because before I was spending all weekend prepping things and lesson planning and I wasn't achieving that balance that I needed to continue to be a good teacher because my entire life was just focused on teaching and therefore I didn't have balance and therefore I was getting really burnt out. And really the main issue that I'm hearing about educators leaning into this approach, the main conversations I'm having about the fear of this more student-centered approach to planning is that People are feeling guilty about being caught. People are feeling guilty about quote unquote doing nothing. And I've been there. 
I've been walking around the yard drinking my Tim Hortons, marveling at all the learning going on, maybe chatting with one of my teammates, and then admin pops out, and they're there to deliver a message or to bring you a student who arrived late. And all of a sudden, you feel like you're caught. You feel like you need to leap into some sort of fake action, essentially. Leap into a task, start talking to a student, start cleaning something up so that you don't look bad. And if you haven't listened to my outdoor education episode yet, which is episode 17, then I would suggest that you definitely put that on your to-do list. Maybe you're going to pause the episode right now and go have a listen, but it's extremely relevant to this topic as well. Because what I'm talking about in episode 17 is basically my approach to outdoor learning. And in it, I talk about three steps. And the first step is that you really need to step back and do nothing. You need to be able to observe the learning going on so that you can adopt a shift in mindset into seeing that when we think there's nothing going on, really everything but nothing is going on. And it's really important that we sit back, observe the learning so that we can see firsthand that there's so much rich learning going on all around us just by default. And when we can see this for ourselves, we can start to feel more and more confident that it's okay to let our students be in the lead. It's okay for us to take that back seat of their learning so that they are the driver. They are the main stakeholder pushing the inquiry, pushing their learning, pushing their boundaries, and we're there to guide them. But the pressure is not on us to be the knowledge keeper, the planner, the leader of the classroom. And contrary to how we may have been raised or taught, adults are not here to entertain children. And this is kind of a controversial opinion, I guess, but we're not here to perform and the children to watch us. We're not here to be the knowledge keeper, the center of attention. We don't need all eyes on us all the time in order to be a good educator or quite frankly, a good parent. Of course, there is a time and a place for educator-led instruction, but those moments are not the only times of the day that you should be feeling confident about being observed. You should be confident about yourself as an educator. I just want you to imagine for a second a world in which you have an evaluation coming up. Maybe it's your NTIP year, maybe it's your five-year evaluation, whatever it is. And you have invited your admin not during your one circle time of the day. You've invited them to come watch you during play during outdoor learning. And I've done this, by the way. And I was so nervous to be seen doing nothing. But it was the only time of the day that they were available to come observe. And it just so happened to be our play-based learning block. And I certainly wasn't going to change our routine or schedule to accommodate their visit that I was already kind of like, whatever, no one loves being evaluated. But it it went really well. It It was great. I didn't do a formal circle time. I just did my normal playtime routine circulating around. And what they saw was just an average day in my classroom. They saw proactive and responsive behavior management. They saw me trying to extend inquiry and the kids not really caring. They saw us co-creating centers and cleaning things up together. They saw teamwork. They saw me connecting with students. They saw me working with my partners. It felt like, you know, just a true evaluation of me in that moment of that year as an educator. Wasn't this dog and pony show that I was putting on for 20 minutes for the sake of being evaluated. It was just a true glimpse into what our classroom was like. And I got great feedback from that. And that feedback was a lot more meaningful to me than in previous evaluations when I kind of did something outside of the normal or, you know, went above and beyond what I would normally do for the sake of the evaluation. This was an honest look into what I do on a day-to-day. They can see it. My admin can see what I can see. So all of this fear of them catching me in the moment of not being go, 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 on, on, on 
was gone because I was able to see firsthand and trust that they got it. And hopefully you're in a position where your admin get it as well. But if not, maybe this is your chance to be brave and invite them in, even if you're not being evaluated. Invite them in so they themselves can see firsthand all the value in play and all of the value of letting the children lead and what that means. And if you invite them in and they can see it, then maybe that fear, that guilt of being caught or of them seeing you without really understanding what's going on will be gone. And the thing is, what I've been learning is that when we intervene during play without knowing about it and without intention, we change the play. We change the learning that's going on. So by not doing this, we're actually honoring our students where we are. We're honoring them as the leaders of their play. And I mean, obviously there's instances where it's extremely beneficial to engage in play with our little, whether we're modeling different ways to play or we're encouraging a progression from parallel play to play together, or we're helping resolve social conflict. You know what I mean? There's tons of scenarios in which, of course, it's helpful for us to sit down, hunker down and play. But I'm talking about when you aren't needed. I'm talking about when your class is happily engaged and playing, whether you're outside, whether you're inside. Why, why do we feel the need to intervene? Because of appearances? Because we don't want to look like we're having a break? Like we don't want to look like we're having a nice, easy day? For goodness sake, someone think that we're not hustling and go, go, go all the time? I'm not suggesting that you're going to like sit back and drink your coffee with your feet up every day, all day. But honestly, if you need to do this for five minutes, then do it. You'll probably be better off and recharged afterward. There's tons of things we can be doing without needing to be 100% immersed, involved with our students. We can be documenting, pulling a small group, swapping out centers, cleaning that big mess, filing something, checking in with a student one-on-one, writing out our day plans for the next week. These are all important parts of our job that need to be done that often get cast aside or they often get squished into that after-school time or taking up part of our personal time when they don't need to be. Embracing these quiet moments in the day is one of the main ways that you're going to be able to stop prepping all weekend by embracing those moments where you're not needed to be doing things you're not needed to be doing. You can do the things you need to do. That was a really bad sentence, but you know what I mean. Don't make work for yourself. Do that work that needs to be done when you can. Take the opportunities as they arise and watch your workload become more manageable. That's exactly what I did. And that's what I mean when I say, I don't plan, I don't work on stuff outside of school because I find those pockets of time during the day when I can get that work done. And I'll just leave you with the fact that our students are the experts in play, not us. We are the experts in a lot of things, play is not one of them. They don't always need us to help them, guide them, provide them with invitations. They know what they're doing. We need to trust our littles, trust that we are doing enough even if we don't think people think we are, because we're probably doing more than enough. And just enjoy those pockets of peace. And that brings us to the end of this episode of A Playful Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, sparkle and shine.